because we're kingdom of God people. We know how much God loves the earth. We know the beauty of creation. We know life in the human body, relationships, love, eating, dancing, playing, whatever. All of that brings so much joy to God. And how much more when uh, we enter eternity? I'm looking forward. I, I was kind of regretting the other day, again, thinking about, oh my, I'm in my 70s and there's so much I haven't done that I want to do. And I sense the Holy Spirit say, you have eternity, die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, wow. what? Well, welcome back to our bonus podcast on our series called Heaven Now and Forever. And my name is Daniel, and I'm going to be one of your hosts today. And I am the director of the School of Kingdom Ministry and also one of the preaching pastors. And I'm joined by... Julie Yoder, and I have the privilege of being co-senior pastor along with my husband, Mike. And today we are joined by two special guests. First, we have Di Lehman, who is our founding pastor and my mom. Good to be here. Awesome. And then next we have Kirsten Warden, who is one of our youth pastors. Hello. Hello. We're so (laughs) glad you're here. It's going to be so much fun. So fun. Well, our hope with this podcast, as I've mentioned before, is that we really want to go a little deeper in some very interesting and somewhat controversial subjects of heaven, judgment, paradise, and hell. That's right. We're going to talk about hell, but that's coming next week. So stay tuned. And just, I I love to do this disclaimer. We are not the experts, but we have learned a lot Mm -hmm. and God has shown us a lot. And we love to dig into scriptures and say, Jesus, what does this really mean? And so this week we're going to actually explore the topic uh, that many might not know much about. It's called paradise. It's mentioned directly twice in the Bible, referred to a couple other times. The reality is uh, there's not much about it, but we know it's real. And so I think we should just jump right in and maybe a little icebreaker to get us thinking about this word. When you hear the word paradise, what do you imagine? What do you picture? What do you think of? Well, just hearing the word, apart from Kirsten's awesome sermon that we heard. Yes. But if I heard the word paradise, I'm thinking tropical location. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, that's a paradise. Particularly when you live in Illinois. Yes, (laughs) 72 and sunny, slight breeze, Mm. and a good book in hand. Um, That's what I think of when I think of paradise. My brain immediately goes to, you remember the screensaver? I was like on Windows computers, but it was like <laughs> yes. the palm tree just kind of like gently over the, and then the beautiful mm-hmm. beach. That's what I think of. Yeah. Like if I were to picture it. I would say I definitely think of those things too. But, you know, as like we've, I've read lots of books and read the scriptures and things, it, it does also make me think about the afterlife. Yeah. Just like, um, yeah, just what happens when we die? That's even been a, a big question. That, that's one of the most asked questions. Uh, on the internet, it's like, what 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 happens when we die? What happens to believers? Um, what happens to non-believers? And, you know, so maybe we just, like, talk about that. What happens when you die? How about you die? Why don't you uh, start us out there? Well, since I'm the oldest one, I'm probably <laughs> thinking the most about death <laughs> and having buried four parents and many parishioners. Uh, yes, it is a very important question and one that is asked 
very sincerely and rightly so, because yeah. it has to do with destiny and eternal destiny. And so to put it within the framework of what we believe here at the Vineyard, we must remember that we have a kingdom of God paradigm where we believe that kingdom has already invaded the right. earth. Now, see, that's a little bit different because like many people, I'm thinking now of my mother, when she died, she thought she was going directly to the streets of gold, going to yeah. heaven, her final destination. And so there she is. Well, we actually believe that when people die, and they are believers in Jesus, they go to a place called paradise. And it is a type of intermediate heaven, a heaven, uh, I think Kirsten used the term uh, 1.0. Mm. And so it is not the full expression yet, because the full expression of heaven is coming yeah. here to earth. Right. So where do people go when they die? If you are a believer in Jesus, we believe you go to paradise. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I think is interesting that, you know, again, because language is so powerful, this can kind of be confusing for people. Would you say that paradise is a synonym for heaven? It is a cinnamon, synonym in the, <laughs> sense, <laughs> in the sense that it is representative of what we have to look forward to, but it's only a glimpse. Yeah. Mm. It's a taste. Yeah. So yeah. it's not the full expression Yet, because of. we believe that will happen at the end of time when Jesus returns and judges the world and brings heaven to, to earth. earth. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but meanwhile, we do believe people go to a place. Yes, that isn't here on the earth, and as we'll learn later on in the podcast, it is a gorgeous place, a beautiful place, a wonderful place, and we think it's really important to establish. We go in a state that is more than just a, quote, spirit state. So we have probably an intermediate type body, and a lot of this is just conjecture. We don't know for sure, but right. uh, we will be referencing some near-death experiences mm -hmm. where people have gone and they've met relatives and people who are now in paradise and they recognize them. So obviously they have a body of sorts, but it is an intermediate state. Yeah. Yeah. So that's for believers. And I know we might touch on this more next week, but what about non-believers? Is okay, it the same that's thing? That's important too. Now, I, I want to back up just one moment. There are a couple references in scripture for those of us who like, well, what does the Bible say? What does the Bible say? We know that uh, Moses and Elijah appeared on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus mm -hmm. and they were recognized. Yes. So, okay, well, they were long dead but wait, they're alive right. and recognizable, right. but obviously in an intermediate state. Yeah. Because why? The final resurrection has not happened. We don't have our resurrection bodies. They did not yet either because Jesus hadn't even been raised from the dead. But we know they still exist. But they exist. Yes. They're alive. They, they converse. Yeah. So that gave us a clue that, okay, you aren't just like wisping off you know, as some spirit into a spirit realm, you're going to a real place. And yeah. we know that place is paradise if you're a believer. Yeah. Now, you ask the question, non-believer. Yeah. 
again, it's difficult. We don't have much in Scripture, but if we go all the way back to um, what the Old Testament talks about in terms of afterlife, which it says very little, but the place of the dead in Hebrew is known as Sheol. Mm-hmm. And this is not a horrible place. It's thought of like as a holding tank, hmm. more, <laughs> if that makes sense, where you're just waiting for that final judgment and your final sentence. In the New Testament, that is often referred to as, in the Greek, the word is Hades. And these are not uh, translated correctly if they're translated as hell, because the word for hell, which we'll talk about next week, is Gehenna, Mm -hmm. and that's a totally different. Interesting. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, so that's just making me go down the rabbit trail (laughs) of, you know, okay, if there's this intermediate holding place, is this the same as purgatory? You know, the Catholics, I grew up Catholic, and so I would hear this word a lot, this, you know, oh, they're going to purgatory because, you know, they, you know, need to work out some of their, let go of some of their sin or something like that, right? Is that, is it, are these the same things? Purgatory, uh, Sheol, Hades, do we know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, we want to be very respectful of, of Catholicism and be very honoring. And purgatory, in our opinion, and we believe the biblical opinion, is not a biblical concept. Uh, But that being said, and I'm going to touch on this a little bit next week in the message on hell and even in our podcast, um, as with many of these terms or uh, concepts, there's a whole spectrum of belief but purgatory in its raw Catholic belief is the, a place where you go for final purification for those who've died, and these are their direct words, in God's friendship, hmm. but still need to be cleansed of their attachment to sin to make you pure and ready for the full glory of heaven. Well, that uh, butts up against our belief that Jesus has already fully cleansed us Amen. of all sin. Yeah. And good. so no purification is needed. That's already taken place through the cross and the resurrection. Amen to that. Yeah. So, but we will discuss next week, there are some who do embrace a new version of purgatory where people aren't like purged so much as they're sanctified. They like grow up. Uh, they grow into the holiness and it, the focus isn't sin so much as immaturity. And um, mm. again, just to be clear, that would not be a view that we would embrace as the vineyard, but yeah. it is a fairly widespread belief. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that difference between heaven and what we have said is paradise. Um, Kirsten, just thinking about you and the research you've done, what did you discover as you kind of looked at these two words and you studied them more deeply? Yeah, I think my initial, uh, when I read it, it was like, oh, I don't know anything about this. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I don't think Jesus would have misspoken, right? Yeah. Because Jesus yeah. is the one who brings it up. He didn't get confused, yeah, right? Yeah. Oh, he wasn't oops. like, oh, just kidding. I'm going to call heaven paradise for this one interaction. This was like intentional. Yeah. Um, and it almost like doing research and stuff, it almost feels like, he kind of like spoiler alert mm. a little yeah. bit like, 
oh, you, no, you're actually going to meet with me in paradise. And it's and if you read people's near-death experiences, they definitely describe in detail a lot of these elements that we we would be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. There's a barrier. If I cross that barrier, hmm. I cannot no longer come back. Okay. So, and again, because we have like, we are confined by our time, our space, the thought of like two realms, it, it's very, very hard to like wrap your mind around. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, I don't think Jesus made a mistake in yeah. saying it. And, and then doing the research, you're like, oh, this is kind of everywhere, mm-hmm. right? And, and I think that's kind of how your walk with Jesus kind of naturally goes. You're like, oh, how did I not know this? Oh, but this is totally Jesus. Like this yeah. is totally like the thread is throughout the entire Bible mm. of this first earth and first heaven passing away, wearing out like a garment, like Hebrews says. Like this is this is a a, a thing, right? Yeah. Like yeah. and I think that was like the first like revelation for me like oh, okay, Jesus didn't like accidentally misspeak here. He might have just given us even more so like a glimpse into yeah. even deeper place of the heart of God, which yeah. I think is so beautiful, but it was kind of hard yeah. to get there. You know, yeah. I love the honesty there. And one of the things I've loved about this whole series is watching our team really dive in yeah. and learn together. And we want to be a place that embraces learning. That's actually been such a foundational value for this church for many, many years. We are learners. Yeah. And what I love is that as I've watched you and uh, heard your message, just the confidence mm-hmm. and the conviction that has come out of this series. Yeah. And I too have noticed like heaven is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and it, it comes mm-hmm. into conversation like so much more than I, I ever realized. Yeah. Um, Mom, what would you say? What's the difference between heaven and paradise? If someone's just kind of asking from like a general, you know, a general point of view. Well, again, paradise is just that taste. It's Mm -hmm. that foretaste. And it is a place apart from the earth right now, but it will be invading the Mm. earth in fullness when Jesus returns and we all get those new bodies and a new earth and new heavens. So I would say that's the main distinction. It's just not the full picture yet, but it's glorious and wonderful as many of our near-death experience people have related. Yeah, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, maybe even just to give an overview, uh, many of you remember these two circles that we're using and they kind of overlap, almost like a Venn diagram. Uh, Julie, you kind of did a, a really great explanation of all of this kind of helping us understand it more. Could you just explain like, you know, the overlapping, how the kingdom is breaking in. Maybe we can experience the power, but not the place until there's paradise, you know, all of that. Right, okay, so so often when we think about heaven and hell and earth, we think of earth in the middle, heaven above us and hell below us. But what's so interesting is that from a Jewish perspective, that's not actually how they viewed heaven's placement. They viewed heaven and earth, think of two circles side by side instead of on top of one another. And in the beginning, when God created Eden, those two circles were completely overlapped. But what sin did was sin separated those two circles. And then through the sacrifice system, those circles were being brought back together. And when Jesus actually took on our sin and became the judgment for us, those circles are now permanently overlapped. And we can now, I love that picture and we've used it a lot throughout this series. We 
that picture from, um, it's a Bible project video, but it's a Venn diagram. And then there's like the cross in the middle and then all these little crosses out on the earth side that is actually the kingdom of God breaking into earth now. And so what we would say as kingdom of God people, as you pointed Mm -hmm. out at the beginning, is that we believe that heaven has come to earth. We, the kingdom has come and the kingdom is coming, which means that it is not here fully, but we can experience it. And so when we think of paradise, I think what is helpful for us in this whole process is to realize that paradise is a place that we are going to go until heaven and earth fully join together. But we can experience heaven now. And I think that is, we talked about this the first week, it's both exciting and a little bit like, wait, we, we can because yeah. it feels like there's so much hard stuff still happening. Still a lot yeah. of chaos in the world, yeah. So, right, and so that can be kind of confusing. So we can actually experience heaven now. We can experience the power of heaven, the presence of heaven, but the place of paradise, it is a different place. And I think that's what we wanna be clear about, especially because this is such a tender topic, it especially is. if you've had someone pass and you've thought of them in heaven and this feels a little jarring. Yeah, like even, where, are, well, the, where are they? What, what? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the most important aspect of paradise and of course of the kingdom of God is none other than the presence of God himself. Mm -hmm. And so the incredible truth that we can actually walk in that presence, have that presence now and in paradise and then in its fullness when the kingdom comes in all of its glory. So, well, and this was such a major part of your message, Kirsten, that, you know, so often we have questions about what is paradise, where is paradise, and really that focus on that in paradise, we get to be in the presence of God. We get to be with Jesus. I love that. Yeah. I think it's, it's shocking how, how quickly Jesus in these contexts, you kind of forget about it (laughs) in the questioning in any aspect of your life, how Jesus can so quickly move out of that central Mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. And you're left with questions that cannot be answered by man, questions that cannot be answered by your own thoughts or reason, right? It is faith. It is the things that are hard to understand. But finding Jesus in this central piece, I feel like one, it's a focus of my my own heart. In this last season, it's been like, okay, Jesus, show me how you're not at the center here and how can I get you at the center? And it was honestly the first question I had with Di in prepping Mm -hmm. this message. I was like, I've read all these experiences. My fear is I don't know how Jesus fits in this. (laughs) And then like to have a moment of revelation with the Lord where it was like, oh man, yep. Right at the center. Right at the center. And I think that is something that, yeah, that's the hope right? Jesus, the hope of the world, Jesus, the hope of the nations. Like, yes, of course he's at the center of this beautiful perfection. Mm -hmm. Of course the perfect one is in the middle. It just makes it him so much bigger, better, more beautiful. I know we love to say that. And yeah, I just love that, you know, revelation kind of shifting that verse, how you said, you know, when Jesus says today you will be with me in paradise, it's like, we're going to be with him. Yes. And we might get a glimpse of seeing the right. other things, but we're going to be with him. Right. And then when I I've, you know, listened to some of those NDE experiences, mm-hmm. near death experiences and I'm just like they were just so in awe of him and yep. the, the warmth and the peace mm-hmm. and the love and they just like I've never experienced anything like this because they were with him. And, and I, everything I love was that. enthralled with him. Yes. Right? Mm. The grass was all pointed in the direction of the light. That's amazing. The, 
the sounds, the smells all leading to this central piece. Like it makes the verse like that all of creation, like that all of creation is long. Like it's such a beautiful reality of like, no, 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 no. But everything in this perfect place, everything is drawn to the presence of Jesus. And I think thinking about even the series name, like now and forever, it's like, Mm. I want to be so close to Jesus now that when I get there, yeah. I, I had this experience. We we went on a trip in Brazil. And this is one of the things which I, I'm sure we were going to talk about later, but uh, I wish I could have talked about. But yeah. I had this encounter. Let's I just went, go there. Yeah, yeah. What do you wish you could have talked about? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so we went to Brazil in October and it was beautiful. I was super excited. We we went with Randy Clark. So I was excited to see these miracles, right? You, when you give your life to bringing heaven to earth, like, one of those yeah. natural convergences is miracles, is signs, yeah. is wonders. So I was super excited to see that. Um, we had this beautiful time of impartation. I got absolutely blasted, like six hours type of blasted. Wow. And that night, as I was <laughs> finally going to sleep- in I the, have seen pictures. Yeah, the pictures are- uh, <laughs> They're uh, humiliating yes. in the best. Didn't most actually Jesus. know it was you until <laughs> it's fair. Yes. Nobody did actually on the trip. The next day, they're like, "I couldn't. I can't recognize you. I I saw only like the backside <laughs> of your head." Anyway, <laughs> but I had this uh, moment with Jesus. Even after this wild encounter, uh, I was I was completely asleep, and I had this dream. And I almost I told people when I got back, uh, told Samuel, I was like, "I don't think I'll ever share this experience," but. Mm. Uh, it's so radically shifted my life hmm. that I can't actually help but not share yeah. it. Um, short dream, right? I just had this wild encounter. It's in the middle of the night. I go around this corner in my dream and I just see a man and he he turns, just ever so slightly turns. Um, I woke myself up screaming. Hmm. In the dream, I knew it was Jesus. Hmm. I woke myself up screaming. I woke up Sam screaming his presence, and I don't like using this word because it's not, mm-hmm. but it was almost petrifying. Mm. Like, whoa, like it was so holy. It was almost scary. Mm. I mean, when you hear these people share these near-death experiences, they have like, oh. similar yeah. experiences yeah. where it's like, whoa, 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 drop to your face. Like it makes sense when he says like, yeah. oh, I dropped my face. It made sense. And from that moment on the rest of the trip, I wasn't, I saw miracles and they were beautiful. I saw them, but the focus, the Mm. focus was Jesus. And when I got back, the focus has been Jesus and every message Mm -hmm. I preach, I can't help but to bring it back to Mm -hmm. Jesus. When you have even a (laughs) glimpse of his face, Mm. even in a dream, it's changed absolutely everything for me. And I think that's the fun part of these NDEs, right? Yeah, They, They talk about the coming back and having a different experience after they've, seen what is the reward, right? Because that's what Jesus is. He is the pinnacle Mm. beyond the miracles, beyond the things that, even the Mm inbreaking of the kingdom of God here on this earth, the most beautiful part of it all is that Jesus's presence Mm -hmm. is with us. Mm. And that's like the byproduct. Yeah, Yeah. it it totally reminds me, Kirsten, not to put you in the same category as the Apostle Paul, but, <laughs> yeah, maybe we do that. <laughs> but hey, in Second uh, Corinthians twelve, uh, starting with verse uh, two, he said, "I know a man in Christ yeah. who fourteen years ago was caught up to the third heaven." Mm. Some translations translate that 
paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, but Mm. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. On behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast. And that's... I hear that same attitude in yeah. you that you tremble yeah. to to share that and that what you saw, the revelation that you had and experienced in the presence of Jesus Christ, it's it's beyond yeah. description mm-hmm. and yeah. you can't even do it justice. Uh, yeah. But there you go. It's Wild. a very paradise-like experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it definitely, I didn't die. You I did mean, not like, die. The encounter yeah. with the Lord, it was pretty heavy. And yeah. if you look at some of those pictures, it looked like I kind of did die, it but I did rough. not I did yes. not die. But yeah. I had this encounter where I saw just even, you know, a side profile of Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That has absolutely changed my life. And that has been such a driving focus, even in the prepping of this message. Yeah. Okay, Jesus, where are you at in this? That's so good. And, you know, just... I don't know about you that are listening, but like just hearing your story, I don't, it just like inspires me to get closer to Jesus. When I, when I read these near-death experiences, I don't know, there's something that has hit my heart in such a way that I want this life here to matter. Yeah, yeah. I wanna live my life so much more meaningfully, yeah. so much more closer to Jesus because it does matter in eternity, yeah. it does mm-hmm. matter. And I think for those of you that have some loss, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you have to know, like I, I love it, today you will be with me yeah. in paradise. Like they're with Jesus. Like, yeah. I mean, that should give you so much hope and um, almost like a weight, I see like weights lifting off yeah. Uh, yeah. of some of you to, to know that, you know, you can know when they said yes to Jesus, they're with him right yeah. now. Yeah, that, there's so much that. we don't know. Yes. But what we do know is, so is that good. we are with him. Yeah, that's yes. good. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I do want to say, like you said, you know, we're, we embrace learning. Yeah. Also to embrace mystery. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think we, we, we really try to do that here at the yeah. vineyard, like really embrace the mis- mystery of, of the kingdom and that we don't know it all. And that we have to have faith to really That's believe. Right. Like it, it's, it does take faith. This does take yeah, faith. Yes. There, there's no way to follow Jesus without faith. Yeah. <laughs> so. And even the definition in Hebrews, right? The assurance of things hoped for, the conviction Fiction. of things not seen. Boom. I think that's to be convicted of things you have not seen. Yeah. I think that's huge. That's Powerful. so important. Yes. Trusting in him yes. and not leaning to our own understanding. Yeah. That's good. It made me think of another scripture. That's good. And... This is one that's often mispreached at funerals, hmm. and I probably did this myself <laughs> early on, <laughs> but I think it's worth referencing uh, John 14, starting with verse 1, Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. He's talking here to his disciples right before his crucifixion. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home if this were not so. I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. When I'm, when everything is ready, I will come and get you. So you will always be with me where I am, and you know the way to where I'm going. Well, many people have preached this as though Jesus is going to go up, going to take a hammer, nail. He's going to prepare a place for everybody. And so when they die, they can go to the Father's house. And... 
Um, I believe there will be mansions in in mm. heaven, and there are mansions in paradise. That's not what this text is talking about. Jesus is saying, "Don't don't let your heart be troubled. I'm actually going to go make it possible. I'm going to shed my blood. I'm going to defeat the devil. Wow. I'm going to destroy sin, sickness, shame, and death. I'm going to rise again, and I'm going to make it possible for you to be where I am." In total oneness with mm-hmm. the Father wow. now. Yeah, that's and, amazing. And they union. Yeah, union with Him, and we can have it now. And of course, they said, "Well, show us the way." Now, folks, this is you know this is the answer. Um, Jesus is the way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by me. I love and that. so that's open to everyone. Everyone is welcome. He is the way. And uh, we can all yeah. say yes to that's that so way good. and be in union and yeah. oneness now and forever. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. So there, you know, there are some questions that kind of come in when you think about heaven, paradise, what happens when we die. And I thought we could take a few yeah. moments and just discuss some of those. Uh, one of them is what happens to babies and children who die young? Um, one of them is, what will we do in paradise? You know, uh, do we just fall asleep? You know, there's some references. Mm-hmm. Paul talks about, oh, they have fallen asleep. Like, is is are we just gonna sleep? You know, <laughs> one long nap. <laughs> I mean, right now, I'm not gonna lie. That sounds so good. I have three small kids. Like, the long nap kind of feels right. But I hope it's not just. I, I have thought that too. I'm like, yeah. I'm really tired yeah. right now, so I could use a little rest. Yeah. Anyway, any any thoughts there? Well, let's tackle what happens to babies. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, this is a passion of mine uh, coming off my story of infertility and praying mm. for thousands of couples who struggle, who've been through miscarriages. And we unashamedly believe at the time of conception that child is 100% human being made in the image of God. Amen. And if there is the unfortunate experience of miscarriage, which many of us women have had, we can be assured that child has gone immediately to paradise. Mm. And that is extremely reassuring. And we can just infer that. We don't have a text to support that. We can infer that just from even Jesus' teaching, you know, suffer the little children to come unto me, of such is the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Whether those children are one, two, three, or unborn. And I know that in some of the NDE experiences, mm-hmm. uh, did, do you guys remember one yes. of those? Go ahead. There tell, was tell one me, yeah, that- Tell um, that one. Yeah. There was one where a little boy had gone to heaven and had a near-death experience. And while he was in heaven, he met a, a girl. And the girl- identified herself as his sister. And when he came back and, uh, you know, was uh, back and talking with his parents about his experience, he asked his parents about his sister. And the parents were like, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I I met a girl in heaven and she said, she's my sister. And I I feel the Holy Spirit come on me Mm. because he said, um, and she said that Jesus has been raising her. And to tell his parents, hello. And like, oh my gosh, I started crying when I was reading this book. It was <laughs> so, yeah, right it, was so wow. it was so powerful. Like, yeah, that experience. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, mom, you had a miscarriage. Yes, had a miscarriage. Yes. Have had daughters-in-law with miscarriages. Yes. And folks, this too, I want you to know, applies to all those aborted babies. Mm-hmm. I Amen. fully believe that. Yeah. Uh, yes. There's a huge nursery in heaven and Jesus yeah. is really busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or in paradise, yeah. I should say. Yeah. yeah. Right. And again, do I understand this? Right. No. Right. There's some uh, mystery for sure. Yes, but I totally believe it. And again, giving a nod uh, respectfully to our Catholic uh, brothers and sisters and even Lutherans and and some, um, you know, Reformed, uh, there is, you know, some teaching that unless your baby's baptized, mm-hmm. then, you know, there's not a chance. Even there was a Catholic doctrine that's recently been rescinded actually by the Pope called Babies Go to Limbo, where mm-hmm. they're kind of hanging out until, you know, sufficient prayer, sufficient intercession, or I'm not sure... We we do not embrace that belief, but I you know I want to acknowledge it. And for mm-hmm. those of you who yeah are concerned about that, we do not believe that a baby has to be baptized. We believe baptism is for adults or at least um, children who can acknowledge yeah. Make that the decision. yes that they know that the, Jesus is their Lord and that He has died and risen mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Yeah, I know that is, you know, that is another yes. can of worms, just baptism in general. But <laughs> yeah. here at the but, Vineyard, yeah. that is why we dedicate our children. Yes. And then when they come to the age where they want to make the decision, right. then they can be baptized. Well, yeah. and this also kind of plays into some faiths believe in what's called the age of accountability, mm. which yes. means that up to a certain point, a, ch- a child who passes would go straight to heaven, but there's an age of accountability. And again, what would we say to something like that? I mean, we technically do not have a uh, theology of age of accountability. Um, to put an age on it, we don't believe is scriptural. Yeah. Although, you know, some point to Jesus at the age of 12 was in the um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. synagogue or the temple, you know, uh, sharing the word. We would just say, hey, uh, every child is different. And parents, we believe and we Trust you are raising your children, even from a very young age, Amen. to know mm-hmm. Jesus, to love Him, to mm-hmm. pray, to embrace mm-hmm. Him, and um, it really, to me, it's a very huge motivation, both as a parent and grandparent, that uh, because these kids, they just shock me at age two. Uh, they have more faith than I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just one last question: um, what What will we do in paradise? Yeah. A- any thoughts there? Um, are we going to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we need to answer quickly uh, just the issue of sleep, Daniel. Okay. Yeah. Again, I'm trying to honor other faiths or maybe traditions that some of you have been raised in. And we, as a vineyard, we do not believe in something called soul sleep. Uh, there are faiths like Jehovah Witness. Um, they, they believe this, that you when you die, you don't go to paradise as we're saying, like an actual place, you just basically are asleep. And and some of that is taken from scriptures because death is often described as sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so I we understand how they got there, but um, we don't believe in yeah. that. So I just wanted to clarify no, that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, reading the stories, so many people talk of just like you thought you were alive on mm-hmm. earth. 
Mm. But you have no idea how alive you're going to feel in heaven. And and describing the the music sounded different. The the sounds, the smells, like one of my favorite things they talk about is like all five senses were engaged, yet mm. like there wasn't enough senses to fully take in. <laughs> I love that. So for me, when I think of what we will do in paradise, it just sounds like the best life. Yeah. Right? It's the life like unobstructed from the presence of Jesus. Yeah. That, all of nature is worshiping Jesus. And I think, you know, we talked about like, okay, does that mean it's like one long work worship service? Cause like, I mean, I love worship, <laughs> but like that's a lot of worship. But I think it's 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 the fulfillment of like everything you do is unto the Lord. Mm. Everything you do is worship. So I feel like it is like the perfected version of that. Yeah. That everything you do, like I like doing lawn work. Like, will there be lawn work? Like, the, but it's worship because even the grass worships, you know, yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. But I, I just think it'll be the perfected mm. version of the life we mm. live now. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I totally good. agree with that. And again, because we're kingdom of God people, we know how much God loves the earth. We know the beauty of creation. We know life in the human body, relationships, love, eating, dancing, playing, whatever, all of that brings so much joy to God. And how much more when uh, we enter eternity? I'm looking yeah. forward. I, I was kind of regretting the other day, again, thinking about, oh my, I'm in my 70s and there's so much I haven't done that I want to do. And I sense the Holy Spirit say, you have eternity, die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, wow. what? Yeah. I mean, all the travel I want to do, like right. the mountains I want to climb, the yeah. rivers I, I want to kayak, you know, whatever, that I'm way past able to do that. Now it's, no, we can look forward, folks, mm. all in the presence of Jesus. Wow. And uh, And so I... I'm looking forward to that and all in community. Yep. And I can't express enough how much this is the father's heart. Yes. He mm-hmm. made a family and mm-hmm. it's going to be important. We learn to get along now and to love now, as we even said last week, have we learned to love? Because love is going to be the prevailing value in uh, heaven in all of its fullness. That's yeah. so good. So good. I hope as you all have listened that, you have hope rise. Like it, yeah. paradise is awesome. Like, you know, we, we started out talking about like palm trees and 72 <laughs> and sunny. And I don't know, I think there's an element of that. Oh, feeling. That, it'll be there. It'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> don't <right>. you worry. <laughs> yeah. But I hope something has risen up in you. And um, yeah, you have hope. And maybe that fear that you might have is dispelled. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I kind of sense just like ending in some sort of prayer. I don't know if any of you feel an unction toward that, but just as, you know, so many of us have been through experiences, a lot of mystery and, you know, almost even feeling that weight of, you know, the fear of death or the fear yeah. of what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, anyone you have a prayer that we could just end with? That I kind some... of finished my message with this idea of like, what if the worship we give to Jesus here on earth in this place where there is pain and there is confusion mm-hmm. and there is mystery, That's good. this worship that we give Jesus here on earth is so costly. Wow. It's so costly yeah. because we don't know. We don't know, but what we do know is that in light of the price that he paid, right? It's not nearly enough. And I think part of this earth 
is worshiping Jesus in the tension of not, not seeing the fullness of what is promised Mm -hmm. and still remaining steadfast on his love is so good. And in comparison to what he has already done, um, it's not nearly enough. So I I think we're actually kind of weight training. Yeah, You know, we worship Jesus with weights on so that eventually it's it's like, oh man, without the weights? Oh, could you imagine the the worship, the fragrance of worship in that? So yeah, yeah. you should pray that over us. Sure, let's do that. All right, Jesus, we love you. We thank you that we don't have to do this life without you. And there's actually beauty of this costly worship of not fully fully knowing or fully seeing God, would you would you this week for everybody listening, give us a just a glimpse of your heart towards us, your heart towards these situations that, you know, feel heavy. I feel like specifically if you've lost someone close to you recently or, you know, grief is one of those things that's just like over time and if you feel that in this conversation, Jesus, would you just, yeah, just bless them with an exceedingly, uh, yeah, just really tangible feeling that you're with them. That presence, that reward of you being close, would you, would you do that? Would you do that, Jesus? We thank you that we have a hope in you that is unchanging and unshakable. So Jesus, we thank you for this promise, for this paradise. And Jesus, we thank you that we can have heaven here right now, but also forever. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, thank you all for joining us. And hopefully this put a seed of hope in your heart and you're able to go and take some of this to Jesus and start processing with him because as you know, it's all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So thanks for joining us and tune in with us next week when we talk about hell. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fun.